0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the teacher cast. I'm so happy to be joined today by the lovely Alan, uh, the 4i teacher from Instagram. But before I kick off with Alan, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has tuned into this podcast so far. Um, I checked the statistics today or the analytics um, and we have had over 1,000 plays on the five episodes, on the first five episodes of this podcast so I just want to say thanks so much to anyone that takes their time to listen, maybe on a commute to school or commute home from school or maybe if you're cutting and laminating um, because it is a busy season now with September and stuff, um, I just want to say a massive thanks and I am so happy to be joined by uh, joined with Alan from The 4A Teacher uh, from Instagram. And Alan, how are you today?
1: I'm good, Haley. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Are you tired after a long day? Because it is late when we're recording this.
1: It's a little, I am a little bit tired. just because I've been, this is like my third different school I've been in this week now with okay. this fly panel. So,
0: right. Yeah. And where were you today? What class were you in?
1: I was in fourth class and all girls school. There was nice. 34 girls. Wow. In a very tiny, in a very tiny classroom, so <laughs> very busy all day. But we had good- we had good fun.
0: Yeah, thirty four. Now that's the biggest I've heard in a while. Um, yeah. I was summoning today. It was all girls as well. Third class, and there's thirty two of them, but four of them were absent. I always find mm. when there's a few absent, it actually does make a bit of a difference, just with oh, the amount of faces staring at you all day. But Alan, I suppose before um we kick start with some questions and things like that. Um, maybe if you want to introduce yourself for people who don't know who you are.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm Alan and I am behind the Instagram page for a teacher Um I'm a primary school teacher based in Galway. I'm originally from Kilkenny but I did my undergrad here in Galway. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were county. from
0: Kilkenny.
1: Yeah, um, fell in love with the county and I moved here for my undergrad and Aww. just decided this is where I want to set base. Um, I qualified last year mm-hmm. so my final semester was online because of Covid. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the world of subbing because I had no job lined up in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, got very lucky then to secure a maternity leave last year, from or this year even, from January to June. And then this year I was lucky enough to be uh, appointed a position on the supply panel for West Galway City. So wow. I'm one of four that are on a catchment of 20 schools around West Galway City. So I could be sent anywhere within that kind of area yeah. of the city and it's absolutely brilliant I've been loving it so far getting to meet different schools different staff different kids and um, picking up new things along the way which is just absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah really cool you said you went to Frabble so were you living in Maynooth for a period of time?
1: Yeah so for say a year and a half before college is closed mm-hmm. I was living in Maynooth I stayed on campus for my whole my entire time there mm-hmm. um, it was just much easier just to get something on campus there was apartments completely dedicated to to, not PMEs but to post graduates oh so I was with everyone that were studying masters so it wasn't like I wasn't going into a party house or a party apartment (laughs) like I was able to go to bed at a reasonable time and (laughs) do all the adult
0: things that you're meant to do when you finish (laughs) yeah
1: stay stay up and laminate till 12 o'clock with no one annoying me no judging (laughs) exactly
0: yeah
1: exactly and it just so happened that the two years the two different apartments I was in, I actually end up living with a girl from my course.
0: Okay. The so
1: one girl in first year and then a different girl in second year. Just the way because it's all it's all randomly allocated. Mixed, in, yeah, yeah. In minute, but just the way it turned out, we I ended up living with girls from the course, so that was a big help coming to placement, kind of. Pro. Uh, picking each other up when we were feeling a bit down and tired and all that kind of
0: stuff yeah i think it's really important just even generally to be with like-minded people but especially when you're living away from home i suppose it is nice having that you know group where you can lean on them for support especially when they really understand the position that you're in and stuff especially with the pme it can be it can be really you know a lot of work um so before doing the pme then what was your undergrad in
1: so I did a Bachelor of Arts in NUIG and I did English and Irish to degree level. And in first mm-hmm. year, I did Lane Nashikon, which is Irish Translation Studies.
2: Wow. So it was all
1: about how to correctly translate pieces from English to Irish and Irish to English without kind of doing word to word direct translation. So it was all the different skills that you needed, a load of grammar kind of work. Um, yeah. but like, I never intended to do that to degree level. I just did it to improve my GWALGAF for, because right. I was going to keep GWALGA on for degree level. And I really did help in the long run. So I'm really glad I did, did that.
2: Mm-hmm. I did my
1: did English and Irish degree level, uh, graduated in 2018 and went straight into the PME. I got accepted straight out of my undergrad.
0: That's so cool. Tell me this about the supply panel. You said you were in three different school this week and it's Wednesday. So that means you've been in a different class Monday, different class Tuesday, different class Wednesday. Am I right?
1: Sorry, I'm wrong. I was in the same <laughs> class Monday and Tuesday. And I was in a different class now today. And I'm right. in that same class tomorrow and in a different school on Friday. So in, okay. this week, I'll be in three schools by Friday, come Friday.
0: So I suppose the supply panel, sorry, now this is all new to me, Alan. You're you're teaching yeah. me as well as the listeners. So I suppose you're, you said there's a group of four of you. Does this mean then you're guaranteed subbing per se?
1: Then, yeah, do you know? so Tell it's a guaranteed substitute position. So okay. I'm hired into what's called a base school, so it's the school that the department chose as the base that mm-hmm. everyone did the hiring process. They interviewed right. for, um, so you're hired into that base school. But then there's a catch. It depends on how many schools are in the area. So for okay. my catchment, there's 20 schools on on my list. Right. Um, and all the principals are connected to an app. It's like a, it's like kind of an argument, say Google Calendar. Okay. Where they can they can go on and book us for okay. if they need a sub. before they go and try and source a sub externally right and then if no school needs a sub that day i just go back to my base school and i could be just thrown into a classroom saying infants as an extra pair of hands or it could be an sna for the day or i could just be doing any other kind of work that needs to be done within the school
0: or whatever yeah
1: yeah exactly so it's guaranteed work every day of the school year which is absolutely brilliant
0: wow and i love the idea of this yeah it's so
1: cool and like the idea now that I get to get my name into a lot of schools around Galway city because mm-hmm. Galway as many some people might know who are listening is a very tough county to get jobs in.
0: Yeah.
1: Very very tough job to sort a job in. Mm-hmm. So now with this position I'm having the opportunity to Network. get my name out there into at least 20 principal na- prin- principal's heads. Right. Who hopefully in the future might have a position more long more permanent come up in the future that I could apply for
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then with every classroom I go into I'm picking up new classroom management ideas Absolutely. picking up new teaching teaching ideas display ideas all this kind of stuff so I'm every day I literally have a little notebook and I'm jotting down anything new that I find that I think this would be really really nice in my own classroom in the future so That's it's really nice that idea, way as well.
0: yeah I mean I'm subbing at the minute and I've been subbing since the start of the school year and I guess for me, like I've obviously i am just been in the one school. Um, now, last year, I did a bit of something between two different schools. Between the two of them, they had me busy until the end of the, like literally every day, unless I was like, mm. I need a day. Like, not because I wanted a day off, but because I had something on. Um, mm. But like that, I think, you know, the experience is invaluable. I think networking is unbelievable. But it sounds like an NQT stream, this supply panel.
1: Yeah. Now the only thing, because I know there, I know a few NQTs that were on the supply panel. Say last year, mm-hmm. the only thing with it is you can't do your druids because
0: okay. you're not in the
1: one in the one set classroom for that for that, that degree.
0: for your planning only, and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But like you're second year out, I think it's a dream position to have, especially mm-hmm. in counties where it is that bit tougher to find a uh, kind of fixed term slash leave kind of position. Yeah
0: absolutely I hear you yeah I think um I think you know it is as you said it's very competitive um you know a lot of people travel to Dublin like that's where most of the teaching colleges are Dublin slash Kildare <laughs> Maynooth is yeah. in like that catchment <laughs> area you know um but like that I think you know Dublin there's so many jobs and then when I look mm. at the country like yeah there's jobs but they're competitive uh-huh, because obviously. a lot of people are yeah. travelling to Dublin to to, to to train and then mm-hmm. moving on. Um, but I suppose, Alan, today's episode we really want to chat a bit about school placement. Now, yeah. uh, school placement too for me is only around the corner um, mm-hmm. but I think everyone has, you know, a voice with school placement and their experiences and, um, you know, and maybe how they can apply it to their day-to-day practice, you know, teaching. So, like, for me, like, I'm looking forward to going into school placement but, you know, applying my school placement experiences to when I graduate, you know, will be a whole other thing. And I have a lot of friends now that are in their NQT year and they're like, oh my God, I don't think anything could have set me up for all this paperwork or all this work. So I guess for you, after finishing your NQT year, I know as a supply panel, is it a supply panel teacher or a supply teacher? What do you prefer?
1: Uh, either or is fine. Either or I, I catch myself saying either saying both to teachers who ask me what my position is. Just so. supply. <laughs> Yeah I'm just I'm a supply man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah so I just think like I want to hear more about you and your experiences um, and yeah I just want you to kind of shine a light on it so maybe if you want to you know rewind in time and tell me a bit about your experiences on your school placements maybe the first one that you had and the second one I, I mean how many did you have?
1: So there were two in first year that were three weeks each. Okay. And then we also had a week which was called ASP was like an alternative school placement so you're not actually in a classroom setting you can go like some people in my year went to Mount Joy prison and was were in the school was in the school there oh, wow. I went I went to the youth to the local youth reaching the county, and I was teaching legal sir applied guelga for the week
0: Wow! so it was just
1: it was it was an it was an placement so that you could see education in a different setting than a classroom
0: right in
1: That's a classroom so that, would be, cool. so that would be that would be that would be suit that we'd be acquainted with because of our our previous placements
2: right
1: so that was in first year and then in second year we had our extended tp Mm -hmm. which was uh eight weeks before Christmas and four weeks after and it was split up into four weeks of set okay and then so four weeks set then the two weeks before the Christmas holidays was what was called school experience so it was literally just a help you're a helping hand within the school Going in, um, helping with the with the babies or the infants, helping set up for the Christmas plays, all that kind of stuff. And then after Christmas, it was our four week um, senior placement, so it was either fourth, fifth, or sixth. Okay. And I had six class for the four weeks.
0: Cool. How did you find six?
1: The... I found it quite tough, but like I overall, it was absolutely brilliant. What mm-hmm. I found the most tough was maths because maths would not be my strongest subject and. Mm-hmm sixth class maths terrified me but I remember saying that to my inspector and she just said um just sit down say like the night before two nights before see what's coming up to practice yourself like practice like do the book the work in the book yourself
2: mm-hmm.
1: until yeah. you can I do it yourself do yeah. yeah and <laughs> what I what like what I learned from that is because I was never strong at maths in school
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was then able to teach maths in a different kind of way because I knew how to how to break it down into the most simplest terms for those children who were like who were like me who wouldn't be the best at maths so maths end up being my best subject in my final TP at the end of it
0: were you graded by um, subjects then
1: no but it was just I was inspected twice in maths it just so happened that was I was teaching when the inspector came oh I understand and so she cool. said she could. She really, she really saw the difference between my first inspection on week one in maths and my last inspection in maths on week four.
0: Oh, okay, I
1: love that. Um, but yeah, so that was our history of placement
0: mm-hmm. in a way. So you, um, you graduated then at the end, so May, I'm guessing May June. Yeah, like you finished then. I think
1: it, May, May June last year. Yeah, twenty twenty.
0: So your final placement was just after Christmas. That was your senior. Did you have another one then?
1: No, so we fit. We were in pla- on placement for all of January, mm-hmm. and then after that, then we were done. So we le- we were very lucky. We got our placements done right before, kind of the world went on fire for a while.
0: Okay, right. This is so not making sense. Miss, okay, we I didn't getcha. miss any
1: placements because of COVID. Thank goodness.
0: That's that's crazy to me because like all my placements, I feel like I'll be wearing a mask. <laughs>
1: yeah it was no it was crazy because I remember I remember at the time when I was in sixth class like Covid was just I think Ireland had just gotten its first case like halfway through the placement yeah and you could see the girls with like their pink hand gel hand sanitizer on the desks and
0: they were so cool
1: (laughs) yeah they're like I we were trendsetters we had this before we we needed it and all this and then literally like three weeks after that placement ended it was like schools are going crazy at the moment trying to get ready to go online and it was all the speculations and then we also happened the two weeks that were supposed to be schools off turned into like four months
0: yeah wow so then from finishing at the end of january what 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 did you do in your course then until the
1: uh end of the year? Our, our it was mainly focused for our thesis
0: okay wow
1: and just finishing off the, uh, the last few last few modules like psychology um we had an, we had a we had a module called dice which was um all about celebrating cultural diversity in the classrooms and teaching like the really really tough topics like third world countries hunger famine famine wars and how they are impacting children and like direct direct provision and all this kind of stuff as well so that was another module that we did but was mainly just kind of the final few bits on our thesis
0: Mm -hmm. yeah very good and I suppose um so then you had so what classes then over the course of all your placements you taught sixth class
1: sixth class I was in set I was in first and I was in senior infants
0: Okay, and which one did you find most challenging? Well, I guess it was six, was it, because of the maths?
1: Looking back, um, it was probably the infants. Oh. Like, I, I loved the infants, but, like, yeah. that was our very, our very first placement was in an infants. And, yeah. like, I recently put a post up on my Instagram about my first placement experience, and it wasn't a very positive experience. Yeah. So looking back like that was very challenging but it did kind of help me in the long run for my other placements
0: it set you up um, for- yeah
1: and then my second my second goal in infants then was a much more positive experience
0: yeah very good and i suppose now as an nqt looking back how do you think your school placements have stood to you
1: oh tenfold um at the time, like, I'd be in the library in Maynooth until all hours doing the lesson plans, doing the resources. and I'm like, oh, my God, is this ever going to stop? Is this ever
2: yeah. going like to be any, e-
1: any easier when you're writing, like, 10 lesson plans a day and you're making resources for all these lessons? Like, is it ever going to get any easier? Yeah. But then going into my NQT year and starting Drittit, mm-hmm. I was really, really thankful that the college made us do as much paperwork as they did
2: because
1: mm-hmm. it made... Dread paperwork not seem as daunting, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it's for every teaching college, but for Frebel anyway. For our finals placement, when i was for me was sixth class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We had to use the Nipt templates, so the templates that you would use when you're completing dread. Okay. We were told to use those templates on so our finals. So we knew. So yeah. we knew going into our dread our NQT year what was expected on those plans. Wow
0: so you're really familiar then with the document it's not like yeah completely, not completely like alien
1: explained.
0: yeah yeah exactly nice um so I guess what are the main things then that are totally different um when having your own classroom versus you know being a guest in another and you know in another teacher's class so like you know a big thing for me that I learned on sp1 like I am a guest in the teacher's classroom like I I suppose a preconception I had was you know the classroom will be free reign and it's really not the case and so I guess you know what are the things for you that were totally different and things that maybe you hadn't even thought of
1: um well first of all the biggest one I think is the definite constant fear of when is that inspector going to knock on your door <laughs>
2: yeah
1: and come in and, and see a lesson like there's no more of that anymore maybe yeah. in your NQT which are retreat but they're all well pre-planned so you know exactly who's coming in and when
2: yeah but
1: definitely that fear of the unknown of when that person's going to come in and sit down in the back of the classroom
2: yeah
1: um another thing is like you said when you have your own classroom it's yours
2: yeah
1: you have complete ownership of it you have you don't have to ask anyone, can I put this up on this wall over here? It's completely yours to completely fill and design and create in any way you want. Format, layout, everything. It's completely yours. Mm-hmm.
0: It sounds so, like my dream. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> so like with, like when you're on placement, you're not going to go in and rearrange the furniture. You're not going to rearrange your seating no. arrangements or how yeah. anything <laughs> like that or where the kids are sitting. But when you have your own classroom, you can do exactly that, which is absolutely brilliant and then Mm -hmm. for the displays on the wall and for the notice boards you can literally put anything you want on them it's not not like you have to put for me I had to put black sugar paper over my class teachers notice boards and then put my stuff up and then when I was leaving take down the sugar paper so that her display their displays were still up on the walls
0: oh on teaching practice
1: yeah so I just they just let me cover up their ones and then use it for my stuff and then when I was done just take down the backing paper and then all theirs was still there
0: that's actually a good idea.
1: yeah, but then when you have your own classroom, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's just yours, and you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really.
1: Um, cool. And then when you have your own classroom, you're not staying up online making resources. <laughs> That's another oh, one. Oh
0: God! The because
1: <laughs> because when you have when you have your own classroom and you're in a school, you can beg, you can borrow, you can steal from your colleagues, from your friends, from the pe- other people that are in your in your class group. Or you're up, or the year are down. Mm-hmm. Um you're not alone where I feel like I'm on, on TP, you're kind of afraid to ask
2: mm. for
1: resources and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you actually have a classroom and you can like, hey, do you have Dean's blocks that I could borrow for a maths lesson I'm doing? Or do you have chalk that I can use for art? Like it's completely yeah,
0: that's so open
1: nice. and you, it's really nice and collaborative in that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you can finally feel at ease when you're teaching. Mm-hmm. like you've worked so hard either in your four-year b ed or your two-year PME mm-hmm. to get where you are now, like yeah. really just be in the moment and enjoy the job that you have worked so hard for. And yeah. it's really, really nice when you just take a step back sometimes when the kids are working, you just take a step back and like, oh my God, it's my classroom now. Like this is, yeah. this is my job now till I retire at 65, 66 years old, <laughs> 66.
0: Yeah, job for life. <laughs> yeah yeah that's so good I can't wait for that feeling you know where you know you, you you don't I suppose have the oh I need to do this for college or I need to do that like you know you can you know as you said finally enjoy it because the hard work has paid off which I think is is great to know that's all ahead of me Alan um mm-hmm. I guess what's your most memorable experience on school placement when you think back now like I know you had some tough times as you had mentioned yeah but what what was the most enjoyable or memorable experience
1: that you had Definitely on my second take on infants. Okay. Um, I really found my mojo. I found my like confidence and I was just having a good time with them.
2: Yeah.
1: And I remember one time we were doing a drama lesson and we had an amazing drama lecturer in Frebel. Like she was absolutely brilliant and mm-hmm. gave us so many good lesson ideas. Mm-hmm. So I did a lesson where I used the opening scene from the movie Incredibles mm-hmm. as like the stimulus. And it's the scene where Mr. Incredible like rips a tree rips a tree out of ground to save a cat yeah something like that and then afterwards i like told the class that mr incredible lives in the town where, where the school is based in mm-hmm. and that him and his family need to go on a nice well-deserved family holiday but they need someone to look after the town while they're gone mm-hmm. and like i had a powerpoint presentation of text messages from mr incredible that he had a text for each table being like this this is the job, the job i need you to do which was like something like help an old lady bring their shopping across the road or help stop this robber from robbing the principal's office yeah like stuff like that and they had to do a freeze frame of it oh, I love and it was that. just a really fun lesson and they had so much fun with it but then that was in the morning and then after big break was ashtar mm-hmm. and one of the kids came up to me so i said in the lesson i was like okay you, can't not, you cannot tell anyone now that the Incredibles live in this town because it's a top secret that only we know about. You <laughs> not tell anyone. But then later on that day, a little kid came up to me in Ashton and he was like, Mr. Grace, do not worry. Your secret is safe with me. Aww. And I was like, for a second, I was like, what secret? I was like, then I heard I was like, oh yeah, thank you. He's like, because <laughs> most people do not believe in superheroes. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then this kid, I kid you not, like, locked eyes on me, looked me dead in the eyes. and was like, but we know they're real and just walked away. <laughs> and I was like, Aww. oh my God, this is the best day of my life.
0: The wonder that they have, like they just-
1: Yeah, they're, the innocence yeah. and they just, they, they, they sponge up everything and they really just take it at face value. And like, I think that's nice as well because you're seeing them think, oh my God, I am now like Mr. Incredible. I'm a superhero. I can do all these good things. And it sparked so many other off lessons in like SPHE about being kind and random acts mm-hmm. of kindness. And it was just that one moment where i think back Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't think it'll be be a memory i'll never forget the kid's face i'll never forget his name um it was just one of those things that will just stay with me now for my entire teaching career
0: that's so lovely alan i love that i was actually i was doing summer provision there i don't know if i've shared this story but um i asked the boy i said what do you want to be when you grow up and he says oh i want to be um i want to be a policeman and the boy would be similar age, like he's just finished senior infants. He's going into first mm. class. He's like, "Oh, I want to be a policeman." I says, "Why do you want to be a policeman?" He says, "Well, you know, policemen eat donuts." <laughs> and I says, "Do they?" He's like, "Yeah," and I'll keep you one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just it.
0: like so. That's so good. Yeah, it's just so cute. Like you're just like, did he actually just say that? <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, maybe policemen they do eat donuts. I think they have a family friend, and he's a garda, and uh, yeah. I think he came into the house one of the days with donuts and this is where he now he yeah. has, has his whole thing about policemen eating donuts and he's like I'm gonna be that guy in the car and I'm mm-hmm. gonna have a, a you know a pack of Krispy creams or whatever there yeah
1: my um, mind went straight for um the Simpsons and Chief Wiggum yeah
0: yeah oh god um, so
1: funny
0: I was gonna ask you Alan um I suppose for any male listeners what uh clothing attire did you wear on school placement and is it similar now to what you wear when you're subbing um I guess you're going in and out of different schools all the time now so Mm -hmm. I suppose are you just dressing formally to be overdressed and underdressed because I know you get to know a school what's acceptable and what's not you look at what others I remember a few weeks ago when it was it was warm like the first week of September and I was like can I wear my sandals into school like Mm -hmm. I didn't know um and then i saw one of the girls was wearing Birkenstock. so i was like you know what i'm going to come in tomorrow wearing my sandals myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but what's your what's your take from a male perspective
1: so when i was on tp it was all chinos kind of those checkered pants um boots there's those like kind of brown leather brown suede boots and black suede boots
2: yeah
1: um shirts nice jumpers and shirts mm-hmm. like a st- jumper like kind of a quarter zip, but it's not like a G- like a GAA quarter zip is like right. the nice woolly material kind of one,
0: yeah.
1: And yeah, that was like mainly my TP wardrobe, and it hasn't changed a whole lot, yeah, since qualifying. Like, I'd say the only thing I've added is that sometimes I might wear a pair of black jeans,
0: yeah,
1: instead of chinos or slacks. But apart from that, I'm still wearing the same kind of shoes, might wear a pair of Converse, the odd day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um. Still wear shirts, still wear jumpers. Like I'd never go in wearing just a t-shirt mm-hmm. or shorts.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. To, even if the school themselves were doing it. Now I know I can't wear t-shirts because I've tattoos on my arm, and okay. a lot of schools don't have, don't allow, well, not that they don't allow, but it's just you know that kind of stigma is still kind of there with teachers and t- visible tattoos and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just made the personal choice just not to show them unless I'm in a school where I know they're accepted. Mm-hmm um but yeah just long sleeve shirts um chinos black jeans I think black jeans are fine I know you're not supposed to wear them on when you're on placement they say yeah. don't wear jeans but I think black jeans are fine
0: I think black jeans are fine as well yeah They're when you're
1: on when you're on so when you're subbing or when you're actually teaching I think black jeans are absolutely fine to yeah. wear or just jeans in general
0: yeah
1: um what else yeah the boots what Converse. About
0: for sorry what about for PE day like so PE, so
1: Freble had a P uniform.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so
1: it wasn't like it wasn't anything fantastic. It was a polo shirt with like the minute crest, uh a quarter zip with the minute crest, and then there's a pair of like skinny trackies.
0: And you do have to buy them yourself. Yeah. Wow. We I don't... think
1: it was I think it was we like don't... sixty sixty, seventy euro for the tree for the tree piece.
0: Wow, I actually know that. Imagine me going around in a yeah. Hibernia tracksuit. <laughs> Whoa, so, well, here we, I am my Hibernia
1: tracksuit. <laughs> we weren't allowed to wear anything else for PE Day. Their whole like their oh. reasoning behind it was um, kids are very impressionable. So if they see teacher wearing like these big brands. They feel like they need to wear these big brands. So they just really got rid of the whole brand thing. And it was just uh, Minute University quarter zip t- t- uh, polo shirt and trackies and the quarter zip was optional like the polo shirt was mandatory but Mm -hmm. again because of the tattoos on my arm I needed to get the quarter zip because I couldn't just wear the polo shirt right but um I gotcha now when I'm on now that I like last year when I was in my maternity leave I just wore skinny trackies like adidas skinny trackies Mm -hmm. and a quarter zip or a jumper on PE day and that's absolutely fine
0: nice well I suppose that's really helpful Alan thanks so much for sharing that for I guess from. anyone that wants to know what your wardrobe looks like
1: um no, I think it's it's nice for, sometimes you forget kind of there's male teachers as well and what it's kind of acceptable and not acceptable for placement and all that kind of stuff and like what to wear what not to wear yeah
0: I get you um I suppose this is part of the podcast where I try and ask the same questions if possible so what are your top three classroom tips that you give just in general
1: um my first tip was one I I found hardest to implement myself but it's what I strongly believe in Mm -hmm. is that everything in your classroom needs to have its own place Mm -hmm. and if there's not a place for it it doesn't need to be in your classroom because it's so easy to let your room get so cluttered in like things that you feel like oh I might use that one day but that one day is not going to be soon and you don't have a space on the shelf for it Mm -hmm. just get rid of it because it can very quickly end up being a pile of mess in a corner
2: mm-hmm.
1: so definitely try like I like keeping my classroom as tidy as I can so that was one thing that I really tried hard to implement on myself is yeah. not to buy unnecessary things and just have it for the sake of having it in the case that one day oh I might need a thousand googly eyes <laughs>
0: it is um, tempting when you're in mr price and you see the big oh, surprise like, is, the
1: te- is the worst you go in for like laminating pouches and you come out spending 100 euros like what did i buy
0: <laughs> i the can worst. totally relate
1: <laughs> it's the worst but it's the best at the same time as well
0: oh yeah you go in you're like i need a few googly eyes because i was getting a few bits actually for summer revision and uh will I buy the box of like 10,000 pieces of, or a 1,000 pieces of googly eyes or whatever it was? I was like, mm. no, Haley, that's excessive. You do not need yeah. that many googly eyes.
1: Yeah, you'll have until till you retire, like.
0: Honestly, honestly.
1: Um, Another thing that I implemented was a quiet space. Okay. So I know Sarah, when she was on your podcast, I listened to that one. She had something similar, like her calm corner. Oh, yeah. It's just a place where if a child is feeling overwhelmed or they just need... A couple of minutes, they can go down. I had coloring like mindfulness coloring sheets and twistables and fidgets. Yeah, had a little pop like a popish, and I think it's called a dimple. I think I, okay. there's so many fidgets out nowadays. I just yeah, when it went into went into Smiths and I said 15 euro and to spend on fidgets. That's it, and I just picked up whatever I could get. Yeah. Um. So there was that. So yeah, I just think it's a nice way of just allowing a child who just needs that couple of minutes to like let their brain relax. If they feel like, like I always say my brain is loud when I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, my brain is loud. So it's just a place to let them, let their brain be quiet for a couple of minutes. And that really helps in the long run then when they come back to class, and they come back to their seat Mm -hmm. they're much more engaged in their lessons and their work than from doing that so I think that's a really nice thing to have a calm corner quiet space concentration table like there's so many names you can put onto it Mm -hmm. and it all does the kind of same purpose yeah and the third thing again something that was very hard for me was don't be afraid if a lesson does not go how you planned right I think a lot of the time and I was very bad for on placement that I was so trying to be by the lesson plan mm-hmm. that sometimes I forgot to actually be engaged in my own lesson because I, ne- I need to get through these three learning objectives mm-hmm. in this 45 minute lesson. Whereas now, if a lesson's not going how I wanted it to go, mm-hmm. I just, I stop, I see what kind of direction it's taking and then I go from there. And a lot of the time, you get the best lessons out of those ones where you kind mm-hmm. of you're letting the kids sway how the lessons going and not what you've written down on paper because your plans are working documents things can change and it's okay to cross lines out and add in what you actually did at the end of a lesson that's
0: if, good uh, if, yeah i think that's really good like just for me now going into sb2 in a few weeks like i i i feel like i need to be ticking the box for the three learning objectives mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's a lot of pressure to put on your it is it is
1: and then i think especially on placement like don't get me wrong placement is great and it gets you prepared for the classroom and there are reasons there is a rhyme and reason for the objectives and they're absolutely brilliant in your waltz and wils. but i think on placement especially you're so hung up on getting those objectives done Hmm. that you're not being present in the lesson and not kind of letting the kids be as in as in, in control of the lesson as you are right and that was one thing I found last year was if my lesson wasn't going how I thought it was going to Mm -hmm. more more often than not the way it was going end up being the better way for the lesson to have gone. yeah so don't be afraid if you feel like it's going to be crash and burn I think most of the time it's not going to crash and burn it's just gonna maybe have a little spark but then it's going to go out and you're gonna have a great time
0: yeah it's actually funny you say that because sometimes I find that the children tell me what the way their teacher would teach it and i'm like oh yeah that's such a good idea and like they don't realize that you're they're teaching you as much as you're teaching them yeah um so yeah i do think you know having the the child having a say in their learning and as you said like leading the way with it Mm -hmm. um yeah it can't work better and they get more from it you know
1: yeah oh absolutely
0: alan what's a resource that you can't live without
1: um I recently discovered stamps okay and stamps have changed my life especially wow. when it comes to correcting mm-hmm. um like there was days after school where I could stay in school till four o'clock five o'clock correcting copies correcting books correcting projects all this kind of stuff yeah and then I found an Instagram account that make personalized stamps
0: spell the so, name share
1: <laughs> uh it was like my teacher says or teacher says or something like oh, that oh yeah
0: I, I think they're scottish yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. i've come across so them. um anyone who follows me on instagram knows i'm harry potter mad oh yeah she's so, got harry
0: potter themed stuff
1: yeah so i bought harry potter themed stamps
0: cool um
1: so i bought them it says like mr grace says and then like you're you're a you're a wizard or
2: Love this is golden
1: has like a little golden snitch and all that kind of stuff um so I bought those and literally all I have to do now is just read their work and just stamp and it just cuts your time in half and even just the stamps you can get at Mr Price for like a fiver which says like excellent very good yeah like all they want they just having them on your desk just makes your life so much easier and my whole mantra is work smarter not harder yeah so definitely if there's any like stamps of just a definite must for Mm -hmm. a classroom desk and a classroom environment
0: yeah i actually um i have a stamp that i bought in little believe it or not but it was actually you could pick what the stamp says and you literally picked the letters and it says miss myersco says well done and has a smiley face emoji after it and because it says my name on it like the the students are so intrigued but like I call it, like, my magic stamper. And they only mm-hmm. get a magic stamper if I feel they've gone above and beyond in their work. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they've gone really above and beyond, they might get stickers as well. Like, mm-hmm. especially the girls, absolutely love it. Like, I know it might not work for every class, but just yeah. from my experience with the, the students I've been working with. Um, but yeah, like that, I do think the the stamper, especially if you can edit it yourself. And I think I was, like, five-year-old. I think, do you know, is it Stapler? Is that the name of the brand? They do... Oh, they, wow, yeah. They're the... They're a stationary brand, but they have their own stamps. And I have to say, the ink in them is really, like, good. Like, I've stamped this stamp, I want to say, a million times, it feels like. But it hasn't been stamped a million times. But, you know, you mentioned the Mr. Price ones there, and I have them. But I actually found them to dry out really fast, unfortunately.
1: I I think that as well. You need to make sure the lid is on exactly the way it needs to be on. Like, even if there's, like, a centimetre exposed it mm. will dry up very quickly um yeah. and dates a date stamp as well yeah where'd you very, buy yours very my date stamp yeah mr price
0: your date stamp really
1: yeah so it's the ones that you can like you push down and you can yeah, change
0: yeah.
1: yeah i got one i think it was only like a fiver in mr price oh, i'm gonna
0: have to have a look
1: uh um, yeah, but, but yeah especially my for wishlist. infant classrooms where they still ha- can't like write the date yet just stamp right, it on, yeah. the, on the top right corner of their copies so they know they done X ex- ex- work on the 15th of September and all that kind of stuff. And when you're correcting as well, this stamp say it was corrected on this date. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just saves so much time.
0: Yeah, very good. And I know you mentioned your most memorable teaching experience, but what's your funniest teaching moment, you know, across all of your experience that you've had?
1: Um, it, It's going back to a time when I was so big in set. Right. And I was taking a first class group out for, I think it was like PM Readers. Okay. And I'd never, I'd been in the school for a while, but I'd never took, took this particular class out before. And I went in and I remember I called up, I called like, I think the group was like Tigers. Okay. And one of the kids was coming up and it was a little boy and he looked absolutely terrified. Yeah. And I, I was getting worried. I was like, why is he, he looks scared. I was asking, was he okay? And he just like looked at me and he was like staggering. He's like, I, I saw you on TV. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I saw you on TV. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? And he's like, no, no, not TV. Not t- in the cinema. I saw you in the cinema. You're, you're in Jumanji. <laughs> so I, w- I was like, what is this lad talking about? <laughs> so, I, I went because I knew there was like a Jumanji movie in the cinema.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, this kid thinks I am Jack Black. <laughs> this little first class boy <laughs> full is, is full on convinced that I am Jack Black. I can see
0: what, I and can see the, I can see it there though as well. I've, Alan. I've
1: never, I'd never heard it before that day. But ever since that day, any classroom I go into now, they ask me, uh, either am i jack black or am i related to jack black <laughs> i can and see I'm the like, comparison just... though i really can yeah i know like i for a while i was trying to deny it but then i think my girlfriend showed me a picture it was like a particular screen grab from the jumanji movie and i was like you know what okay
0: fine you're gonna I, have to said, share I, this now i i
1: admit the face. <laughs>
0: When this episode comes out, I think I'm actually... This episode's going to come out next Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Yeah, pretty soon. Um, so when it does, you're going to have to make a little meme of yourself.
1: <laughs> oh, I made a meme. It's on my, it's on my Twitter. So oh, I'll okay. get it from my Twitter and I'll, I'll share it to my Instagram.
0: Love it. That's funny, Alan. Um, yeah, it's just... yeah. Tell me a person. quote that you live by.
1: Um... I grew up reading Rodal everything like I was Rodale mad Harry mm-hmm. Potter Rodal were just my they were either I was either reading either or those books yeah so it is a Rodale quote that I live by and it's somewhere inside all of us is the power to change the world I love and that. I think it's a really really nice quote as teachers as well because every child that we meet has that very special talent mm-hmm. they may not know what it is yet and you may not know, may not know what it is for them yet mm-hmm. but they do have that special power
2: mm-hmm. and for us as
1: teachers we have the very very special gift of seeing them discover that special talent yeah and then seeing them grow in that special talent
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you never know like a kid that's in your class could one day be the president of ireland
0: yeah that's true
1: and it's just it's a quote that i've always lived by because I've always tried and stay as positive I can even when, I haven't, even when I'm feeling quite low.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, whenever I feel low, I just think back to that Roald Dahl And it just that's kind of so makes nice. me smile and it makes me kind of reflect on, you know what, like I, I've gotten to where I am now. I've gotten to my
0: dream Happy career after
1: working yeah. very hard for it. And now I have the pleasure of doing that for children for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, that's so nice. What's your favourite Roald Dahl book? Ooh, um. I can tell you my favourite. Go on, let
2: me think for a minute. Matilda. I yeah, love
0: Matilda, Matilda. Matilda. I love Matilda. I love the so movie much. as well. I think I know mm. all the words. Like no one wants to sit with me and watch it because I literally <laughs> know all the words. I actually was watching it with, when I was subbing last, at the end of June, um, last academic year. I keep saying last year, but it's actually this year, but last academic yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the kids thought I was crazy because I was there like, just saying all the words, you know, like I need I a car, Do you know, what, like <laughs> the trunch ones. So like I was there in my absolute element. They're all looking at me like, Is she gonna be okay? Like no, mm. I'm not okay. Um, but yeah, what's your favorite? Yeah.
1: It would be a toss up between Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Or the BFG. Yeah oh great i love them i love them all they're all so good like it's hard to pick favorites out of them because just they were in my childhood like i read i've read them i've been reading them since i was like six or seven years old yeah the um
0: Um, the it was roald Dahl day on was it monday and um i have a book um Say and it's it's called Who Was Roldal? I got it on book depository. I think it was like you know six or seven euro or something, mm-hmm. and I read a little bit of it at the start of it, and it kind of tells you know like the history of Roldal and things like that. And I think he was born in nineteen sixteen, and then someone was like, "That's the year of the Easter Rising." I was like, "Very good," <laughs> um. But uh, I think his his nickname was Apple. Did you know that the apple?
1: I didn't know.
0: Yeah, because he was the apple of his mother's eye, because he was the only boy. Uh, in the family yeah so that's um that was his nickname the apple fun fact and did
1: you did, did you know that he was supposed to be called ronald
0: oh but
1: they misspelled his name on his birth cert.
0: no i didn't actually they I forget. they missed
1: that. they cut out they missed out on the N, so it's rolled
0: oh i love um, it
1: but yeah we read the enormous crocodile for Rodal day on monday as a read aloud oh. the kids loved it
0: cool Really good, Alan. Is there anything that you'd like to ask me? This is your opportunity to ask me something maybe? It's okay if you don't have any questions. I always say that.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, how are you feeling for your SP two?
0: You see, I suppose for the first school placement, I didn't really know what to expect. I had never really stepped foot in a school on a professional level the way I'm, you know, mm. studying for now. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. But I, I you know, once I got in, I was absolutely fine. Um, you know after a week or two you kind of get into the rhythm of it and stuff. Um, I did take full days off on my Saturdays when I was on SP1 and I tried to have a cut off time each evening and I watched Suits on the couch with my dad and I think having that routine was really good and I'm just hoping that I'll be able to implement that in my new setting and what I'm really actually looking forward to is being I'm in a, I'm going to a school that I've never stepped foot in again so it's an it's a whole new experience it's in a fresh slate and everything I don't know any of the students so I guess I'm just looking forward to seeing myself grow um you know like I'm I, I am going to be with sixth class you know it's a desh school it's a mixed class I'm with a male teacher so I'm really looking forward to just that experience because when am I ever going to get a chance to get six weeks watching? a really experienced teacher teach. Yeah. Alongside myself. So yeah. I'm I'm seeing it more so as an opportunity for me to learn. I think if I go into it with all the an- thinking I know all the answers, I won't I won't actually grow from it. Whereas I need to look at it from the point of I'm going in not knowing the answers, but hopefully by the end I know some more. Do you get what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's really it's really cool that you said that because I think that was one of my falls in my first placement. Yeah was that I thought I knew everything
2: right
1: whereas in reality I knew nothing so yeah and that was something that I then brought into my other place, like I am here to learn like if if teaching was an easy job no one would have to train for it like there's reasons yeah. there's four year two year course for it yeah um so now, definitely take every day as a learning opportunity yeah. and just enjoy it and I think I remember you saying with Sarah like your bottle of Corona like, oh yeah! It's it's, it's nice to have. It's it's important to have those small things yeah. like, every night, and having that cut off time because it's so so easy on placement
0: to yeah. feel like
1: like if you allow it, you could never you could work until you close your eyes to, go to sleep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you allow if you allow yourself to do that, it's it's so easily done.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think having that cut off time and having that small thing like watching suits or having the bottle of Corona light, like they're all things. <laughs> that you just need need for your own mental health and just kind of to have that separation
0: of life right now
1: between school and your real life
0: yeah it was literally so that you know People are going to think, like, I have a drinking problem, but I absolutely don't. It was just more of the action of sitting down yeah. and having something. Do you know what I mean? It was more so, right, I need to go down it because I need to do this before it gets too late, which forced mm-hmm. me to come off the laptop, to shut everything down, just pack my bag and leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it was as simple exactly. as that. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, There was another point I was going to make there, but now I can't think of it. Um yeah just overall just really looking forward to it um i think an important thing like i i've I've tossed around the idea of actually you know taking the step back from social media during the mm-hmm. time because i just think we can like we all do it we can compare ourselves oh i'm not doing that or oh god i'm not i'm not this far or i'm not you know teaching this mm-hmm. way and you just have to focus i think and look at the kids in front of you and work with their ability and their level so Exactly. You know, I am considering, you know, taking a step back from social media and I really think that everyone should do that with skill placement and not to think or compare with WhatsApp groups or, you know, Mm -hmm. just look after yourself Um, you can't pour from an empty cup, which Sarah had mentioned on our, on my previous episode. Um, And yeah.
1: And as well, like everyone has their own different way of teaching, their own teaching style, their own teaching philosophy, their own teaching methods and... Like you said it is very easy to compare yourself mm-hmm. to someone down the hall that's teaching the same topic but in a different way and you're like oh, why am i not teaching it that way mm-hmm. but you're teaching it your own way and you're teaching it to the way that suits the needs in your class yeah and that's
0: we actually important to remember yeah we so we had no in-person inspections in our first school placement just because we were no one really was vaccinated and yeah just the schools weren't in position to have yeah. people going from school to school Um, so now we actually i think we have four inspections with two different tutors now you can look at it from one point being like oh my god that's a lot but then on the other hand i think the tutors will be able to consult with each other what you know because you might have a bad day and that gives you four chances to show like you could have one bad day or one bad lesson and that's okay once you Mm -hmm. reflect on it and say well look this is what i would have done differently yeah do you know no, so i think right. having a holistic overview of your teaching and to be honest with you as much as i'm dreading it i'm actually also on the other hand kind of like well this is actually great because they can actually yeah. tell me what i can work on mm-hmm. you know these are experienced people coming in to watch us and you know if i can get you know some professional feedback well then be my guest
1: yeah <laughs> i'm open oh, to we it we were we were the same. and we always had two inspectors um for a three, week, three, three weeks since we had say we had a main inspector and then a second inspector so our main okay. inspector came on in week one and week three and then the second inspector came in week two mm-hmm. and then they met afterwards to kind of create to kind of talk about your progress and then come up with your grade and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah
0: because I mean but if one was, is saying you're a 70 and the other one's saying you're a 40 well then that's a massive yeah. issue do you know yeah
1: and it is nice that again you have two different inspectors. They might, one might be very good at Gwaelga and one might be very good at maths. So mm-hmm. you're getting their professional understanding and feedback for those particular areas. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, like I really liked having those, like at the time it was absolutely terrifying and daunting, but mm-hmm. looking back, it was really, really helpful to have all those different sets of people come in. Like I remember on my final TP, we were only supposed to have two inspectors, but just sometimes, College can just send out a random person, to, random person to a random person, and I was that person. Yeah. So I, I ended up having four different people come in and see me, mm-hmm. and that was terrifying in and of itself. But mm-hmm. it made me like I got I got seen for a P lesson that I was terrible at P, <laughs> and I got I got seen by like the le- P lecture, and he gave me great advice. And then
0: yeah,
1: I had the drama lecture for maths, and she was very good at maths, and like it was just. Good. A great way of getting the feedback and getting understandings and getting tips and knowledge for going forward in your career and for the rest of the placement.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. It just actually, when you said PE lesson, my first PE <laughs> lesson on teaching practice was an absolute joke. I, I think everyone's is, though. I, I think everyone's is. Uh, unless you're. You forget. Unless. like you forget that it's still classroom management but it's just outside and you're like yeah and i i said okay go on girls run two laps and the the teacher says to me she says um hayley why are they running when they haven't stretched yet and i said well we would always run first and then stretch and then i realized that was actually wrong so my whole time going through primary and secondary school we were doing it the opposite way Mm -hmm. oh i don't know again preconceptions that you have and then you're like oh
1: Learning, learning on the spot like that's all that's all it is it's yeah. really you're you're just you're learning for those type for them Which
0: period of the time you're a back. yeah yeah well alan thanks so much for joining me on this episode um is there anything else you'd like to share maybe you know where people can find you um you know what kind of things that you post on social media um and yeah if you'd like to finish off the podcast
1: yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at the4I Teacher. I share tips and advice for substitute teachers, NQT classroom ideas. Um I create some resources that I throw up there. Um I have a few things planned that I'll be talking a bit more about very soon. So they'll be shared on my Instagram as well. But yeah, Instagram is for the moment the one and only place to find me and I try and post stuff that people will find useful, especially substitute teachers, student teachers and NQTs.
0: Brilliant. Thanks so much, Alan. Thanks, Hayley. Slán.
1: Slán.